Welcome to D. Ambrose Stahl here Thank at you. MacPool. How are you? Fabulous. Can Excellent. You, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and why you're here? All right. As you said, my name is D. Ambrose Stahl. Um, I've been in some form of education from clerical aid through principal for about 25 years. Um, one of my earliest childhood memories is asking Santa for a chalkboard for Christmas nice. so I could play school nice. with Sweet. my stuffed animals. <laughs> um, I was a bit of a late bloomer, though, um, partially because I had a guidance counselor who told me I was too dumb to be an English teacher. No. Wow. He did. He did. Oh, and, geez. you know, the bad stuff's always easier to believe. Yeah. And I used it as an excuse because yep. yeah. if I don't try, nobody right. will know if I fail. Yep. So um, I had a lot of jobs. Nothing ever really fit. And out of sheer boredom, I took a college writing class at our local community college. And that teacher was the first person I ever showed any of my writing to. Mm. Because there again, if it's not good enough and I don't show you... You I'm still safe. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And at the end of the term, she pulled me aside and said, if you don't do something with this writing, you'll be sorry. Oh, yay. And <laughs> so um, I looked into some four-year colleges and universities in my area and settled on Seton Hill College, um, where my advisor said, well, you want to major in English? That's great. But you'll have all of these elective credits that you can use to take education courses and get your teaching certification. They encouraged you to do that? And I was instantly back in high school with that guidance counselor saying, you're you're too dumb. And I said, I don't think I can do that. She said, I'll make you a deal. Take one ed class. And if if it goes down in flames, great, I'll never fuss at you again. And I took Foundations of Education with Dr. T- Terry DePasquale. Uh-huh. And I, that was where I needed to be. Nice. Excellent. I belong in the classroom. Nice. So a roundabout way of getting there, but I'm there now. Yeah. So what do you teach now at school? I teach a class in our district. It's called Communications and Literature. Mm. It is the high school English class. Yeah. And I teach Comlet 4, which right now is seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in the process of breaking down those load-bearing walls to where just because you're a senior doesn't necessarily mean this is the English course you should be in. Uh-huh. Right. So we are on that path, and it's incredibly exciting. So what does that look like for you on a daily basis? How does that play out for you? For me right now, um, and actually what I'm presenting on here at the conference, is something that's called role. Okay. which stands for results-only learning environment. So I know results-only work environment, so this sounds like it's probably a little bit of a play on that acronym. It is, okay. and it is very much personalized. Okay. Um, I don't have cookie-cutter widgets in my room. I have okay. 20 or 25 human beings Yeah. with different goals and different abilities and different gifts and talents. So then I want to tap into those. Mm and let them use their gifts and talents applied to our English curriculum. Um, It is a learning community. Whatever my learners are working on, so am I. So when they were involved in the short story module, Mm -hmm. I was doing the same things they were doing. 
it makes it gives them a level of confidence. Because okay. I struggle with things too. De- well, I, it's super important for learners to see that. Hundred uh, percent. I have an English teaching background myself, and that's uh, <laughs> now we have a disco. Also, and that's super. I think it's super important for them to show that. So I've heard you say a couple of things that I want to kind of ask and, and start to tease okay. out. Because so, I tend to babble. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay. We're, we're not shy to be like, whoa, 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 hold on. Let's okay. go back oh, yeah. to that. All right. So. Um, my first question is, and I think you might answer it with the word module, but so are learners all in the same module at the same time, or do you have multiple modules happening? For right now, yeah, they are in the same module at the same time, okay. because we're still running a traditional bell schedule. Uh, it's still yes. a traditional 9 through 12 okay. environment. Yeah. Um, what I tend to do is I will, if, if this learner finishes the module, yeah. um, I give that learner the option of previewing what's to come. Okay. Or because, you know, our learners are so stressed. Yeah. And they have so much responsibility placed upon them. I will let them work on something for another class. Oh, right on. Okay. Yep. If they finish the module. Yeah. Right. Sure. Right. Because that's just a, an effective use of time. Well, that's what we would do in our regular jobs, so if we finished one project, we would go work on something else. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so why not blur that line? Yeah. Right on. I was reading something in the description of this that talks about, let's make sure I get this right, no tests, no grades, no homework concept. No, sir. Not in my room. So how <laughs> did you teach your learners that that was going to happen, and what was the oh, response, I guess? Oh, yeah. I wish... <laughs> Honestly, I wish every educator, administrator, parent could be in my room the first day of the school year when I give my course overview and I say, no tests, no quizzes, no homework, no grades until I absolutely have to put one on the report card and then you and I will have a chat. The relief. Huh. It goes from this just overwhelming relief to Questions. incredible excitement. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you know what? Our yeah. learners, and again, it's, it's, it's their perception. They feel as though they're punished with grades. They feel as though a grade is a reward, mm. um, which has never been the purpose of grades, but it's the way they're... Misused. It's what's happened. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. What's it's happened. just the way it is. Yeah. And, right. and my thing is also, as I said earlier, we have our own gifts and talents. And, and maybe your background was such a literary rich background that you could knock out an A in my class and barely be conscious. Right. But the kid across the room who didn't like have that. that. I do too. That's really good. Who didn't have that background. Yeah. Right. Who wasn't raised with books. Who right. wasn't taught that education is valuable. Yeah. Yeah. How, how can four or five letters right. be meaningful? Right. So um, throughout a module, I will conference one-on-one with my learners. Yeah. Depending on the length of the module, four or five times. Sure. Great. Um, you bring me any work that you've completed. And it's all student choice. I give them a list of things to choose from yeah. to demonstrate mastery. Yeah. They pick what they want to do. Yeah. 
show me what you've got done so that I can give you some feedback and, you know. Um, and then at the end of the quarter, again, we conference and I will set out, okay, here were our goals for the modules that mm. we completed. Where do you think you land? Mm. It's my second year of doing role. I can honestly tell you, in all of those conferences across this length of time, there have been three times when a learner felt he or she earned a higher grade than what I did. They're much harder on themselves. They're much harder on themselves. Yeah. Yeah. If you Absolutely. give them that option. Yes. Yes. And we talk about it. And if my grade is higher than what theirs is, we talk about it. Yeah. Right. And um, it, it's, it's that metacognition thing. Yeah. They have to think about their thinking and talk to me about it. The benefit with this that I hadn't counted on is how much better I know each one of my Oh, I, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I just never entered my mind until partway in because I have that one-on-one -on -one time. Right. And they like it. I've had learners say, I feel like I have a teacher all to myself. I bet, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I brought up this concept with teachers before. Okay. About having students do their own grades in the conversation, basically exactly what you just described. Okay. And some of the pushback I get sometimes is it feels like you're negotiating grades with a kid. And I don't feel that what you just described was a negotiation, it was a discussion about what was actually there. And those are two different things. Yes. And the negotiation I think implies that the teacher's on one side of the table and the student's on the right, other. Right, there's a winner and a loser. Yeah. And it does not yeah. need to be mm. that way. No, it does not. When you put them on an equal playing field, that you're just having a discussion about the work that's in front of you. Yes. And how do you feel that that actually like gets a grade? Because again, you have to give grades. Right. In your particular case. Correct. So you got to do something. Let's talk about it. That's different than well, I think you were at a 92 and you think you were at an 88. So let's talk about that because that's like that's just a math problem. Right. And that makes no sense. I don't to math. Me. I teach English yeah. for a very yeah. good reason. I think the discussions are always the best way to have it with kids, right? Yes. And, and we kind of talk about that way when, when Courtney and I talk about not just learners, but the learners that you're talking with teachers about. That it doesn't have to be admin versus teachers. I'm an administrator, by the way. Okay. Uh, and Courtney's an instructional coach with us. And okay. we talk to teachers and we, are, we talk to teachers in different roles because I have that evil administrator look and Courtney's working with the teachers. Not right. No, we'll be back. Yeah. Thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time we've been offered food during an interview, so I kind of like this. You <laughs> never know what's going to happen at Macville. That was really good. And and sometimes it's it's like I have to be like bad cop versus good cop. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be seen that way because we're all trying to get better at what we do, right? Exactly, and we're there for the kids. And we should. Be and if modeling. you're not. Shouldn't we be modeling so the same just type made, of discussion? For our, our listeners, so uh, Dia just made the like, hit the road, Jack, <laughs> thumb dive thing over her shoulder. That was perfect. Yeah. That was perfect. Agreed? Agreed. Agreed. So um, I, have, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, and then, Remind me and I then, have to tell you something then. Yeah, okay. totally. And then Matt will have our final question okay. for you. All right. But so I just wonder if you can talk a little bit about um, the wider learning environment you're in. So... How are your colleagues going about education and what are your interactions with them around what's happening in your room? Um, I have gotten a lot varied feedback. Uh -huh. um, 
Um, it's good, it's very a, well said. It's a well said way to put that. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure how how wide an audience this is going to reach, so I'm going to choose. Probably the people who don't give you good feedback aren't listening. Is what I'm going to yep. say. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that helps. Here's the thing. Yeah. Until you are ready to sing that song from Frozen, let it go. Yeah. You're not going to embrace personalized learning mm. and roll. Mm-hmm. Forget it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Until you can trust enough mm. to let it go, it's not going to be successful. My colleagues who have that level of trust, and I say colleagues by, I, I don't mean just my district or my building, sure. Sure. I mean teachers in general, have that trust in your learners, and you'll be wondering why you didn't do this sooner. It's, it's the group that is it's October 14th that means I go to the filing cabinet I pull off a lesson from October 14th and this is what we teach I've been doing it for 25 years and I'm going to do it for the next five until I'm out of here that's what I struggle with with a fellow with fellow professionals Uh, agreed by the way (laughs) so in our podcast we talk about the the do do's and don't do's of personalized learning okay whenever we do an interview we, we always ask the person What's your biggest do-do of personalized learning that you could share with our listeners? And I will go back to let it go. Trust your excuse me, trust your learners enough to let them show you what they can do. And you're no longer the, the sage on the stage, as they say. Step back and let them. You'll be much happier. Your learners will be much happier. They'll learn better. And that's that would be my biggest doo-doo. Just trust them. D. Ambrose Stahl, thank you very much. Thank you so much. much. Thank for coming. you. Thank you.